Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Euler Remotes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. going on Steelers Nation Radio it is high noon a Friday afternoon that can only mean one thing it's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold it is the Steelers Blitz I'm Wesley Euler I'm flying solo today on a Friday I know of all the days for me to fly solo why does it have to be on a Friday here well don't worry we'll still do our best to get you all of your Friday fixings here on this program. Uh, no Five Star Friday without Professor Motes, but I'll do a little something similar, if you will. Maybe a, a matchup preview, we'll call it. I don't want to call it Five Star Friday and step on Motes' toes. We will still have the Here We Go song. I'll sing it without my hype man. I'll find a way to make it happen. And of course, as always, we've got your predictions on Twitter at Wesley Euler. That's where you can get involved with the show today. That's our promise to you on every show, the last show before the Steelers play, usually on Fridays. We will take your questions, your comments, your concerns, and your reactions, and of course, your predictions on Twitter. You get those in, I will read them off before we get out of here. I'll give my prediction for how I think Sunday will play out. Of course, uh, I always like to make sure people know nothing wrong with Arthur Motes. He's just fine. Uh, he had some travel issues, basically. was left town Wednesday after uh, after after we got off the show. Was supposed to be home last night, uh, but we all know how those things work now. And uh, this day and age, travel is seemingly more difficult than it's ever been before. Motsi unfortunately, got held up. Not going to be able to make it back in time for the show today. But we will get by. We will survive as much as it'll be painful without the electric factory that is Arthur Motes. We'll still have a fairly typical Friday show like I laid out for you. Our buddy Brian Bacco will join me in the final segment from the South Side, as always, to give us all the latest on the Steelers. We're still waiting on final word for TJ Watt. We're still waiting to see how much DeMonte KZ could be used. And of course, we're all cautiously optimistic that this offense is going to get it moving in the right direction post bye week. That, to me, 
is the number one thing that I want to see through these last nine games and starting this Sunday, 1 p.m. against the Saints at Akershire Stadium. It's time for a little coming of age for, for Kenny Pickett in this offense. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not expecting them to be a perfect, polished unit on Sunday. I'm not expecting uh, us to get to the end of December and the beginning of January and and know everything about Kenny Pickett and this offense. But if it's going to happen this season, it's got to happen starting Sunday. It's got to begin on Sunday against the Saints. This is the game. The Steelers are coming off the bye week. They should be well-rested. They should be well-prepared. The Saints, on the other hand, they played Monday night, so shorter week for New Orleans, and they have the travel in there as well, too. And they played a physical kind of grueling game against the Ravens on Monday night, too. That Ravens offense particularly really took it to the Saints' defense and wore them down over the course of 60 minutes. New Orleans, listen, they've got some names on defense, certainly. They've got some all pros, maybe even some potential or or some future Hall of Famers. But this is not a good defense. They are a bottom four defense in the National Football League in terms of the points they're giving up per game. And that is (laughs) from a unit that pitched a shutout earlier this year. So think about that. The Saints shut out the Raiders. So they have that goose egg, that zero in the average there for points per game. And they're still in the bottom five fourth to the last in the National Football League. This is not a good defense. If the Steelers' offense is going to start moving forward, if they're going to show signs of progression, if Kenny Pickett himself is going to show signs of progression that we all want and need to see down these down the stretch for these last nine games of the season, it's got to start Sunday at home. You're at home. You're rested. You should be well-prepared. You've had some time to do some self-scouting and hopefully get some things moving in the right direction. You're playing a New Orleans Saints defense that isn't good already and is pretty banged up on top of that. Now is the time. And like I said, I'm not expecting this offense to be a work of art. I'm not expecting the Mona Lisa on Sunday, and I'm certainly not expecting it by the time we get to January. But if it's going to improve, it's got to begin at 1 p.m., on the North Shore on Sunday. And it, it needs to improve, right? That's the biggest thing. For this offense and for Kenny Pickett, we need to see improvement over these last nine games. I ain't asking for the Sistine Chapel. I ain't asking for a Picasso. I know Salvador Dali ain't walking through that door. How many more art references can he make before he runs out of names? But there's got to be steady improvement. It starts November 13th against the Saints, and then it rolls along through November, through December, into January, where the Steelers really play more games at home than they do on the road, and they've got some very, very favorable matchups. This Saints defense ain't good. The Colts, they just turned to Jeff Saturday and fired their head coach. Atlanta, did you watch them play last night against Carolina? Yikes. Did you watch Carolina play last night against Atlanta? Less than impressive. You've got Vegas, who's been struggling and all up and all up and down this season. And yes, obviously Cincinnati in two games against Baltimore and Cleveland. The divisional matchups always pose a challenge. But there is hay to be made in the back half of this season for the Steelers when you look at the schedule. Particularly, again, on offense, and particularly for the guy that we hope is the guy in Kenny Pickett. But it's got to start somewhere, and most realistically, to me, that has to get kick-started against the Saints. 
Hopefully you will have TJ Watt and DeMonte KZ back on defense. That can certainly play into this as well, too. Some splash plays, some turnovers, uh, setting the offense up in some favorable situations would be welcome. But you got to run the football. You got to make plays downfield. You have to see steady improvement for these last nine weeks, beginning with New Orleans on Sunday. You know where to get at me if you want to get involved. At Wesley on Twitter. I'll take your questions. I'll take your comments, your concerns, your reactions. Certainly your game predictions as well, too. We'll get to those in the final segment of the show. I bookmark them all as they roll in. I will read those off for you before we get out of here. Oh, this I promise you. And I'll give you my prediction as well, too. We'll sing the Here We Go song. We'll do a little matchup preview. Not Five Star Friday, but a little matchup segment in the spirit of the thing as we are without Arthur Motes today. And we will about an hour from now catch up with Brian Backer with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette on a sad side of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, as he'll be down there and, uh, and giving us a call as soon as Steelers practice concludes. One of the things that I like to do, for those of you who are familiar, are P1s, right? The uh, Our loyal listeners, the power grid, the megawatts you guys know uh when i'm riding solo here on the show which happens from time to time uh i like to bring some friends as well too and what i mean by that is some audio friends one of those guys is dave damashek of course uh pittsburgh's he's like what's the best way to describe dave damashek for those who don't know him maybe the nfl's resident yinzer i think that's the best way to to put it born and raised pittsburgher lives out in california now worked for the nfl network forever has his own podcast thing going on he's a great nfl mind he loves the steelers he's passionate about the steelers he joins the dve morning show just down the hallway from me uh, about every single week during football season and he was on this morning was dave damashek talking about this steelers team previewing the saints and where he wants to see uh, the offense and the defense go and improve over these next nine weeks Weeks, Dave Damashek this morning with the DVE Morning Show. It's the DVE Morning Show. It's your radio home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 102.5 DVE. And Bill Crawford and I, glad to have Dave Damashek on the show right now from the Extra Points yeah. podcast, from the Minus 3 yeah, podcast. Are. Always good to talk with you, Dave. He's what in our Hall of Honor. That's right. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess that's good. That really is better. I was, for a moment there, offended Crawford. Because I wasn't in your Hall of Fame, but a Hall of Honor is better than a Hall of Fame. Because really, being famous, I could be famous for any number of things. But honor, that's a, that's a higher level, I suppose, right? For sure. But it's I mean, not in okay, my good. book. It's not infamy, so that's good. All right, so. Right. All right, let me ask you this. How do we enjoy the games going forward now? We traded away Chase Claypool. We're building some draft capital right now. It's the second half of the season. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you were the one telling us, Guess what? They're not going to fulfill your expectations of crapping out here. Mike Tomlin and company are going to actually go on a little bit of a run. You still feeling that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I am. And I noticed that many others are now on board with that same thing. Here, mm-hmm. I, I'll say this. Mike Tomlin is the reason the 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 offensive coordinator is still the offensive coordinator and all that is because, as we've discussed, Tomlin does not want to be seen as flailing about for answers. He's a steady Eddie. Right. On the other hand, Dave is someone who is hitting the reset button. This bye week, <laughs> I, you, my last visit to the banks of the Three Rivers, I took a, uh, a Turner's iced tea carton, and I dipped it 
right into the point as close as I could get to where the Allegheny and mine converged to form the mighty Ohio. <laughs> and I, and I flew back, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I spread the good word. People say, you know, why, if you love Pittsburgh so much, why are you living there? Cause I have a higher purpose. I, I I'm a Lemuist. <laughs> I'm out spreading the good word to the rest of the world. Right. Let, letting everybody know what the score is. So over the bye week, baptized myself with the combo of the Allegheny <laughs> in Ohio. That's nice. And now I'm born anew, symbolically yeah. and otherwise. The season starts now, fellas. Coach Tomlin gets that. Kenny Pickett gets that. And one Ike Taylor, who you guys remember from his days in the black and gold, well, he's course. back in him. He's now a scout for the team. I took, I, I took it. He's my Sherpa with the Steelers. <laughs> I took my concerns to him. And he agreed. I let, I'm going to self-promote minus three, the podcast, a great hour long deep dive with Ike Taylor, who is plugged into all things black and gold coach T and otherwise. And I took my optimism to him. And I said, I think this team wins six wins. Ike T agree. This is a team that's Whoa. about to catch fire. TJ Watt is their best player. As I've said before, and I will say again, that if Patrick Mahomes got hurt, or Josh Allen, who is in fact now hurt for the Buffalo Bills, goes down. Expectations for those teams also goes down with it. Same effect here. I know he's not a quarterback, yep. but he is the best player on the Steelers. The entire premise of dominating defensively goes out the window when your best defensive player goes out. Well, guess what? He's back, everybody. Team arrives in Hackershire Stadium on Sunday. <laughs> the Saints with their QB. Wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know how neat it is? Here's some serendipity for you. You know who's playing QB for them? Andy. Andy. I mean, we have a fairly good history against him. There's no doubt about that. Um, but offensively, I don't – we just have not got things going. You know, the, the stat that Bill and I were kind of dwelling on yesterday – was the longest touchdown the Steelers have is eight yards this year. Yikes. And yeah. they they gave up the longest touchdown recorded this year to the Bills of 98, but they rank dead last in this stat, and it ain't even close. Uh, this is just not an offense that looks like it's ready to score points. I, how do you not just pound the under and hope for a W on Sunday? I hear you on the under, and that may well be a smart play. Um, I think that, you know, I'm not going to get into the less is more kind of jive, but on some level for the rookie, Kenny Pickett, removing Chase Claypool as an option for you and uh, and more in, in the scheme that then is developed without Chase Claypool lessens the options for him in the huddle pre-snap and otherwise and I think that they need to get what 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 I have been saying for a couple of weeks now and a lot of people who are smarter at the X's and O's would agree with is that overburdening a rookie I know he's what, what is he 37 years of age uh, for the 38 <laughs> whatever he is he's old for a rookie but he's still a rookie is the point and asking him to figure things out at the line of scrimmage and do it it's too much. He's a rookie. What you have to do is give him one read. Did you see what the Titans did with Malik Willis the other night? Yes. I'm not saying it has to be that simplistic, but on some level, hey, 
Here's the read. If George Pickens ain't open, run, Rook, run. What you kind of need to do. You can't have him trying to get down to his third progress, third read in the progression and all that. He's a rookie. Stop doing that. You have viable high-end targets available to him. You have to encourage him to have confidence in George Pickens, Pat Fryer move, and Deontay Johnson. And if that read isn't there or the second one isn't there, start running, man. You can run with the ball. You're good at doing it. This is the path. They're not going to be a 35-point-a-game team. It's not that far off. 15 points a game doesn't feel that far off from 20 points a game. And the magic number for these Steelers is 20 points on the scoreboard equals wins almost always for them, given this defense. Speaking of that defense, here's where things flip a little bit for them. They've got to generate turnovers. That's what T.J. Watt will help them do. They, If they start creating some shorter fields, that's the thing. There's so many. The list of what ails the 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> is long, Yens. So way down on that list is, by the way, the defense ain't turning people over with regularity. And Kenny Pickett is turning the ball over with regularity. That's a bad formula. If the Steelers can start to, if he can take care of it a little bit more, and the defense does its thing, which is turn the ball over, which they will with Minka on down, with T.J. Watt heating up to QBs. They're going to have shorter fields. That will equal more points. That equals Andy looking like Andy and the Steelers being where they belong in the winner's circle in week 10. And after that, look out. A playoff run? Maybe not. But I think we're going to start feeling a lot better about Kenny Pickett, the era that is just at the dawn. And when he hits the field for his 39th year, on the big blue marble next year. <laughs> the team is going to be in good shape. In the meantime, we're going to enjoy watching this team rise up from the ashes that everybody threw dirt on um, as recently as two weeks ago. In retrospect, did Tomlin go to him too quick? No. I, if, you, if you look back through it, what game do you see that Kenny Pickett was in that Mitchell Trubisky would have won that Pickett did lose? I think that the, the big one, the big letdown was the, Miami. the come to Jesus or otherwise maybe is that Jets game for Tomlin on down is you felt like if, if for you guys were in the stadium when Kenny Pickett went in there that was a magical maybe the best 45 minutes of the season so far oh yeah and that quarter was electric down. right mm-hmm. the defense let him down so it, it really laid bare which guy's in at quarterback it's the defense has to step up here now it will with T.J. Watt. That's my assumption. If that assumption is correct, and there's a lot of history that would support it, these Steelers in the back half of the season are going to look a lot like the 2021 Steelers. I get that the cynics out there like, dude, that team got whipped by the Chiefs and Arrowhead and the wild card. Yeah, they weren't supposed to be anywhere near the playoffs. They're going to be a competitive, defense-prominent team and get right, find out who they are with Kenny Pickett under center for the back half of this season but perhaps more importantly for 2023 and beyond. Dave Damashek, Extra Points Podcast, the Minus 3 Podcast, and the podcast with Ryan Shazier. Don't call it a comeback, but do keep coming on back, Kid Crosby and the rest of you. It's it's time to rise (laughs) up, everybody. We've hit the bottom of the barrel in Pittsburgh, and now there's nowhere to go for us. But up, let's go get them leaves. Uh, are we crypto? Is that it? The, uh, Pitt, uh, Pittsburgh sports are crypto? Well, let, I, I'll say this. I know you already wrapped it up here, but, I, but we're not coin. Dave, <laughs> let me tell you something. Here's what I figured out to, to try and help people deal a little bit better with the two of the big three 
for the Penguins. Latang and Malkin, okay, they make a lot of mistakes. I get it. But if Kid Crosby is Luke Skywalker, the through line of our galaxy, then they are, those other two are C3PO and R2D2, which is to say, iconic, important uh, matter of story. Okay, sometimes they screw up. They screw up quite a bit, in fact. But you know what? <laughs> They're sassy. And at the end of the day, they win more than they win, than they lose. All right, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be mad at R2-D2. Boop, 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 boop. All right, so he doesn't get everything right. But he's hard, and he wins in the end. So what am I going to be upset about? So they make a couple of mistakes. So what? Uh, Dave Damashek, always a pleasure. I guess in that analogy, Mario is Yoda? <laughs> okay. C3 Turns into a pile of jerseys at the end. <laughs> yeah. C3PG, no. <laughs> uh, I love it. Dave Damashek, Pittsburgh's Yinzer voice out on the West Coast doing big things in the football media market. As always, I, I love listening to Dave catch up with uh, that was, you know, was with uh, with Randy and, and Bill there, obviously great stuff from him. He's they're They're hilarious. They're funny. They're insightful. Uh, and make sure you're, you're giving Dave Damashek some love, checking out all his podcasts and everything. Again, that was uh, that was him on the DVE morning show this morning. Thanks to DVE morning show producer Joe Rokicki for securing that audio for me. Wesley Euler flying solo with you here on a Friday for those who might have just been uh, tuning in, just joined us late. Maybe you heard that clip there and you're like, wait a second, where where's Euler? Where's Moats? Well, Moatsy's off today, so just Euler. I'll try and keep things as, as standard across the board as we can because we know the standard is, in fact, the standard. Uh, um, I still want your prediction tweets. We got a bunch rolling in already. Keep those coming. I'll get to those in the final segment of the show. We'll do a little matchup conversation in the next segment like we usually do. I'm not going to call it Five Star Friday because I ain't going to step on Mozi's toes and steal his bit when he's not here. But we will do some some matchup-centric preview stuff like we always like to do here on Friday in just a few minutes. But before we go to break, oh, and yes, I will sing the Here We Go song. As difficult as it might be without my hype man, Arthur Motes, I'll still do it. But before we go to break here, uh, the Steelers opened their new Hall of Honor Museum yesterday at Heinz Field. It's gorgeous. It's spectacular. It's like Disneyland for the Steelers fan. And here's what Art Rooney II had to say yesterday on the opening of the museum. Uh, Just wanted to orient you a little bit on this room. Uh, That wall behind you is uh, the pre-Steeler wall, pre uh, 1933, so you may be able to see over there, my grandfather played on several uh, Sandlot teams in the, in the 20s, which uh, was the start of kind of getting ready to bring a team into professional football, but uh, there's a lot of, lot of different pictures of him over there in, in uh, his uniform in the 20s, playing baseball as well, uh, his boxing club, so uh, that's the, like I say, the pre-Steeler era, and then Start the, the museum is organized by the decade. So the 30s start over there, the 40s. This uh, is a somewhat of a replica of my grandfather's office. Uh, most of these pictures were in his office at one time. And uh, this was one of his desks, one of his early desks. And uh, on that side is my dad's, a replica of my dad's office and some of the pictures that he had in his, his office. And of course, there's a little st- sort of bit of story about each of them and, and uh, throughout the museum there's a you know stories about each individual and then there are you know video locations throughout where you can uh, play a little video about the different decades so uh, 
that's how this room's organized, and then others will show you kind of as you go forward through the through the decades. But happy to try and answer any questions if you have any. Art, how did this come to be? When did you get the idea that you wanted to do this? You know, we thought about it for a while, uh, but I'd say the last three years or so has been really kind of trying to plan it, hiring an architect, and bringing people on board to really make it happen. So. Few years in the making. What would your dad think about his Hopefully, he would like it. Uh, you know, I think uh, obviously he, he loved the history and uh, he loved black and white photography. So we have a lot of black and white photography, and uh, yeah, I, I think he would like it. Hope so. Right, what were some of the memories that start? Had be a ton that were flooding through as you're looking at these pictures, putting this together. Yeah, I mean the uh, going through all these pictures uh, brought back an awful lot of memories and. and uh, you know, really trying to pick through what, what to use and what not to use was uh, a lot of work, but a lot of fun, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, looking back at the, the Buddy Parker days, you know, I was a young kid at the time, but there, there were some great players, Big Daddy Lepskin's jerseys over there. So guys like that made a big impression on me as a, as a young guy. And uh, so the, the early days in particular were a lot of, a lot of fun to work on. Art, do you have a favorite part here? You know, I, I can't say I have a favorite part. I mean, obviously, this history, you know, in this room with my family is, is special, but there's a lot of special stuff in here. Or what do you want fans to know about your family? You know, I just want them to understand the, uh, you know, the history of trying to build the franchise. And, you know, as you know, my grandfather started the team in, in the 1930s and rough times during the D Depression. Uh, he actually started, the, you know, teams in the 20s and, and uh, Grew, you know, grew into a professional team, and uh, so I think, you know, having people understand the early history, I think, would be great if people understand that better. The pre-1930 stuff, when we first walked in there, where did you find all that? There were no Steeler records. Like, who kept all that? Well, some of those pictures we've had in the family uh, over the years, but some of them we, uh, you know, we had to unearth uh, and, and, you know, reached out to different museums and different websites. I mean, these days it's amazing what you can find online. So tracking down different pictures from different eras was, uh, again, it was a lot of fun to, to find them. And, you know, we had a lot more. I mean, we could, we could have filled up another wall. Art, I've heard about three or four different people tell me that they were the ones who told your grandfather about Franco's catch after he got off the elevator. Who actually told him and where? Do you know? Well, uh, it was right when the elevator opened, and, I, and you're right. I've heard several different people who rode down in, in the elevator with them. Uh, so I'm not sure who exactly it was. Not sure. All right. Anything else? All right. Uh, just uh, quickly, you take pride in your championships and, and, and uh, the, the connection to the fans that you have. But how much pride do you have in, in not only the legacy, but in preserving and continuing the legacy? And, and do you get emotional when you see the final product here? Yeah, it, it is emotional, and uh, you know, it was a, a labor of love putting this together. That's for sure, and, and really uh, being able to dis display, uh, you know, a lot of stuff that we had in drawers and trunks and things like that. Uh, it's great to be able to put this on display and have our fans come in and and uh, you know, learn more about the history for sure. Cool stuff there. Great stuff. Art Rooney the uh, second talking about the opening of the Steelers' new Hall of Honor Museum. It was a star-studded event there last night. I know Wolf was there. I know Franco was there. A bunch of other Steelers alumni. Pretty cool stuff. Like I said, it's it's like Disneyland for Steelers fans. And if you are uh, going to be at any of the Steelers' final five home games, you got to make sure you carve out time to uh, to check out the new Hall of Honor Museum. I know uh, 
There's tours and, and all that stuff you can find on Steelers.com. Uh, I believe there's tours every single day except for when Pitt plays at home. Uh, and uh, I believe major holidays and, and things like that as well, too. But um, as long as there's not a Pitt home game, you could check it out on Saturday, obviously on game days throughout the week. If you're someone who's you know, able to come into town early or you live in the area, new uh, new Steelers Hall of Honor Museum. Pretty cool to, to hear Mr. Rooney discuss uh, just some of the history and some of the emotion behind that. Wesley Euler with you here on a Friday. It's the Steelers Blitz. When we come back on the other side, we'll talk some matchups. Keep those tweets rolling in. I want your predictions for Steelers and Saints. I'll get to those before we get out of here. I'll give you mine as well as always, too. You are inside the electric factory. Just Euler, no moats, but still having some fun on a Friday. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.